Hey, hey, we're so glad that you've joined us again for another episode of Needed Conversations. We're your hosts, Ryan and Victoria Cole. And what a conversation we've been having over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I love having these conversations because I honestly feel like we can break it down even more. Just having a conversation one-on-one. So I'm glad you guys are joining on the conversation that we're having together because it's helping us discover a lot of things about ourselves and a lot of things that's a lot deeper than we thought. Um, So we have been breaking down the purpose of sex what is god's purpose for sex and of course we are talking about it being special and something incredible in the covenant and we came up with the word spicy and we're breaking down each letter to give you guys a really an overview of how incredible and how powerful sex truly is and how god created it to be in he, the confines he designed of marriage it. he designed it yeah it's not a coincidence that sex feels good that it is um, something that all of us are desiring, you mm-hmm. know, people in church don't often talk about sex, but we should, because it's a part of God's plan for creation to expand it with his glory and his power. And we've, we talked about this, that we've almost been week by week experiencing the challenges that we discuss in God's purpose for sex ourself, you know, yeah. as we've talked about it being satisfying, but also procreate, procreative in nature. No, we are not pregnant. <laughs> Keep those pregnancy hormones away from this family right now. <laughs> but in terms of just building a culture in our house, yeah. right? And it's starting with our levels of intimacy. And then I, intimacy, of course, and learning to communicate more effectively with one another and be vulnerable and transparent and then see comfort, right? We've been in a stretching season, a season of faith, and we've had to turn to one another. We haven't had anybody else to turn to to provide a comfort in the way that you and I can bring comfort to one another and lean into one another, and which le- leads us to this final letter in the acronym SPICY, which is Y, and that is yielding and yearning. Mm-hmm. And if you want uh, encouragement before we jump into this conversation, why don't you uh, uh, text us? What's that number, Victoria? Yeah, text us marriage, or if you're dating or single, you can say dating. That way you are in a specific group and we can encourage you according to what you're walking out in life right now. So just text us at 864 428 7131. Again, that number is 864-428-7131. We send out, we're not going to spam you. We send out occasional um, updates and also encouragements for your family, for your marriage, or as you are walking along uh, your singleness journey, or if you're experiencing, uh, you know, traumatic things in your life and you need to find purpose. uh, That's what we're here for, to encourage you guys. So be sure to text us. We would love to connect with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Your questions, your concerns, your prayer requests, we got you covered and we'll sit and we'll take care of those one by one. It is us. This is not a robot responding to you. It's Ryan and Victoria. You can rest assured, save us as a contact in your phone. And also, as you know, this is what we've dedicated our life to is, is ministry, pouring into people, helping them discover their purpose and really bringing God's design for marriage and family back to the center of our society and bringing our focus back on, on what his real original design for marriage and family was. And we've 
stepped away from everything that we've known, the comfort zone of uh, nine to five jobs to pursue ministry. And we need your support. Um, if this in any way has been a blessing to your life or anyone you know, and you believe in this mission, would you consider partnering with us? You can give one time, but you can also give monthly as small as $10, $25, or if you're able to do more, you can, and it can be set up on an automatic draft where you don't have to think about it. You just know in your heart that you're giving every single month to this ministry, Empowered Culture, and that's what it's all about, empowering the culture of the kingdom of heaven in your home. And so would you go to my website right now, ryancoleempowerment.com and hit that donate button and give, become a partner with us and pray for us every single week. We feel the weight of this calling and we need people to lift up our arms in prayer. So call out our names when you're having your time with the Lord and lift us up because this is an assignment that the enemy is threatened by. Yes. He knows that if we get to the marriage and bring healing and restoration in the body of Christ and begin to wave that banner high in the world, that that threatens his position and that pushes back the kingdom of darkness. And we feel that pressure on the daily. Mm. So we need your support, both financially and spiritually. So thank you so much for those who have already given. It really means a lot and it's helping us to further our mission for sure. But today we're talking about... That last letter in the word spicy, that's yielding and yearning. That's the why. Um, what, what do you think about when you hear that, Victoria, yielding? I mean, I think most people think about it as a road sign, you know, that you're supposed to look both ways or, you know, proceed with caution um, as you're moving into a specific lane. And I think of yielding as um, I, I feel the word submission when I hear it. And I know people hate that word. Um partially because it was abused, I think, in the religious um, environments. Uh, it was all about, you know, you have to submit to me and you have to submit, you know, without having that relationship. There was this force that's like, it was domineering. And so when people hear the word submission, they think to themselves, oh, no, I'm running far away from that because I'm not going to be under somebody's oppression. That's what it kind of comes yeah. across as. But if you break down the word submission, it's really, we have talked a lot about this, is sub means under and mission means mission. And so when you come with understanding that you are both in this together, that it's a mission that you guys are both accomplishing together, there's no one person that dominates over one another. We have talked about in previous episodes about gender roles and how they work together to create this one whole unit. Some things that I see, you may not see. And so this whole process is um, bringing us closer together where we learn to yield to one another, where we listen to one another, where uh, maybe at those moments we're not right and we have to admit that. And that's how sex becomes even more powerful is when, when we set our guards down and understand that we're fighting this thing together mm -hmm. and we are to yield to one another. So that's kind of what I think of uh, when I hear the word yield. Yeah, submission. And you're right because um, we have hammered that into people, especially women, right? Submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. And it's almost got uh, gave us this bad taste in our mouth, a negative connotation really. Um, but it has nothing to do about domineering or 
asserting dominance one over the other. But like you said, it has everything to do with yielding to the common dream that you have together. Marriage without a mission is destined for failure. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where you're going and if you don't have some kind of plan to get you there and working together in partnership, moving towards a common goal, then you're going to lose sight of one another. You're going to pass like ships in the night and move in the opposite direction. And you're going to grow further and further apart. And that's what the enemy wants you to do, especially during times of conflict. Mm -hmm. We can run to our corners. And also the reason why this is important in sex is sex is often used as um, negotiating power or a weapon, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm holding this over your head. Um, and it can be both between the man or the woman. Um, I want to say that women more more often use that as a tool, and that may be true, but I don't know that to be a fact. Um, I think both of us could use sex in manipulative ways to try to get our way. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to have an argument and a dispute and then allow a gap of time in between where we withhold ourselves from one another so he can further plant those seeds of division in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, the those spans of time in the relationship from when you're having sex grows longer and longer. And then before you know it, you're strangers. You don't know one another. And you have this growing resentment inside of you. And out of all of the different words that we've broken down over the last several weeks, this one has specifically to do with how we argue. Mm -hmm. You're not going to avoid arguing in the relationship. And it's healthy. And it's healthy. And in fact, you want that. It adds a little spice, right? Those diverging opinions, you don't want to think alike. Um, but you want to learn how to listen well and fight well. Mm -hmm. You're not fighting against you one another. I'm going to correct you. You don't want to think the same. You want to think alike, like with the same mission in mind. Right. Like you don't have to think the same. I think that's what people's right. purpose. You were saying alike. So you, you are on the same page. It's just... Two different perspectives, and you guys are trying to mesh that together. And you need your unique yeah, perspective. So you you don't have to think alike, but mm -hmm. you you definitely have to come to a consensus about where you're going and how you're going to get there, Yeah, essentially. So um, bringing both viewpoints to the table, but yielding to one another and being humble enough to say, that um, I don't have all of the answers. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And it's not you yielding to one or the other's opinion and one person being right or one person being wrong, but it's both of you coming into uh, that argument or maybe a better way of saying it is conflict resolution, mm -hmm. coming into that conflict yielded to the Holy Spirit, that he's going to be the one to drive that resolve. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Um, one of the things in scripture that I find so fascinating is when Adam and Eve fell into sin, um, they disobeyed God. There was a series of curses that came upon them along with the serpent as well. But one of the most interesting um, besides the fact that God said to the woman that there will be more pain in childbearing, in Genesis 3.16, he says, 
after that statement, your desire shall be for your husband, but he shall rule over you. Hmm. If you really translate that more accurately, it really talks about the conflict that now will be between the man and the woman. And a better translation that I can read here is, your desire shall be contrary to your husband, and he shall desire to reign over you. Mm. And so it really speaks to the power of sin not only disrupted our relationship with God, but it disrupted our relationship as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And that's what sin does. It drives that wedge between you. And now the woman wants to control the man and the man wants to assert his, you know, foot on top of the woman. Mm -hmm. And it's this conflict that happens one to another. And there is this um, bickering back and forth, hateful complaints that we throw at one another. But in the same way that we are reconciled to Christ, our relationship with him will bring the restoration to that relationship between you and your spouse and enable you to have conflict in a productive way. Yeah. I Yeah. It's also interesting that, you know, you read that after they fell. So the original uh, time when God created them. It says in Genesis 128, it says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And I was thinking to myself, like, how God commanded both of them to do those things, not over each other, but over the things that he's commanded Back them to, to rule over. Back to that common mission. Yeah. Yes. And then after the curse is now we're trying to rule over each other. Exactly. Instead of rule over what God has created. And us now to this rule. is what we're seeing in the world. I mean, all of these movements that have derived, you know, out of all of this pain that people have suffered from dominating over one another. I mean, you could see like you could say the feminist movement. It's really a it's almost like um, uh, a birth of a child from over the years, woman being oppressed. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I agree with all the things that they're saying, but I understand it, yes. where it's coming from. It's coming from the hurt. And and you can, when you hear their conversations, you know that they're not speaking from a place of healing. They're speaking from a place of hurt. Somebody hurt me. I can do this by myself. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need a person to help me. I don't need, all I need is a, you know, a, a man to come along sometimes, you know, when I want it to be, but it doesn't work that way. It has to be two people agreeing together um, so that you're not operating in the curse. And again, we're Christian. So we're talking about to a Christian person. If you are saved, yeah. this is when you step into the kingdom, God brings you to the, his original plan for family. And that was then God bless them. He blesses us not mm -hmm. to dominate over one another, but submit to one another. It actually says that in the Bible, in the, you know, the New Testament about submitting one another. Um, and it's not just about the wife submitting to a husband, but it's both together working together on in the same mission. Yeah. And what you highlighted was so good there <laughs> because we're so distracted from our assignment to take control over the world and have dominion the way that God has called us to do because we're fighting for the power. We're, we're in a power struggle. Mm -hmm. We think that one's got to be on top and one on, on the bottom. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh -huh. LOL. LOL. Yeah. But 
we we do feel like that it's got to be one way or the other mm -hmm. but it's not it's not like one's in front and one's behind it's we're standing side by side and we're you know you know what i mean yeah absolutely. Uh, there's this meme that kind of disturbs me a little bit i know which one i know you know which one i'm talking about it was it's not really a meme it's like a reel or a tiktok where you have this woman who's all powerful and it uh, can you remember it oh, and she you're comes talking out about um She's normally walking Something in front about... of a fancy car. I've no, I've, you know, they say behind every man is, is a powerful girl. woman. And she, she puts say, glasses on. She says, and she I've slams never the door. Known. She's like, I, I don't, I would not know because I've never, I've never stood, stood behind, behind a man. man. And I'm like, okay, I understand what they're saying. Yeah, I get it, but, but I know where it's coming from. Though it's rooted in a bad place. Like yeah. it's, and that statement behind every behind every great man is a powerful woman. It's kind of a nice statement. But I do also understand that it's not about one person being in front and one person being behind. And that relationship, sometimes one of you is in front and leading and the other's behind. But guess what? It may flip. And Victoria and I may be supporting her and the roles may reverse. I think it's just about this rhythm of submission that you have. Again, to one another, yes, but to a greater mission that we are in this for something bigger than just my will or your will, but this is a combined will. I don't know. To me, that statement comes across as a compliment and some women may like go like, you're crazy. And the reason why is because Again, if you because think, it's fighting about that leadership yeah, role. Yeah, but it's not about that. Like when you think about all these great men and everything that was going on in the world, like who do they really go home to? And exactly. who do they have conversations with? The woman is the one who brings forth children, the one who raises them, the one who raises the next president. You know, the power behind a woman. Like, to me, that speaks of a woman's greatness and her influence on a man. You're absolutely right. So that's the way I take the statement. And I know some women are like, well, that's not what I think. Like, that means like, oh, I got to stand behind my man and like be submissive to him and listen to him and not have a say. And that's not what that means. And I know some people experience those kind of relationships and that's not God's way at all. But yeah. Yeah. I think because there's been so, so much dysfunction yeah. is that now we've, we've, we have to fight to be heard. Yeah. And even in arguing, I think that we can become so blinded with our pursuit of being seen and heard that we lose sight of the greater purpose as well. Mm -hmm. We can come into it with that victim mentality and, and feel like that I'm always on the defensive in this relationship. Like, and, and that needs to be addressed. And to be honest, Maybe you need counseling in your marriage. Maybe you need coaching. Victoria and I mm -hmm. do that often. And you can text us, reach out. We can schedule something with you um, to help mediate. Really, that's what it is, mm -hmm. right? The Holy Spirit is the great, greatest mediator. But also, you might need some other voices to come in as an outsider and say, you know, this is what the Bible says. Let me hear here, not from a place of pain and anger and hurt, but here from an unbiased viewpoint. Yeah, you and know? I like what you said, unbiased, because we often say, you know, make sure that you know who you go to, because a lot of times people go to family members, and that's not a good right. idea. So because there is sure a bias there. It's a third party, somebody that you trust, maybe a pastor or somebody that you trust that can listen to you without having like, oh, I'm going to take his side or take her side. It needs to be very unbiased. Yeah, and sometimes we can have these conversations um, from a very... 
um, perfect world perspective. And I say that because we have a good relationship, Mm -hmm. but Victoria and I spend hours every single week. I wouldn't say arguing, but we are in deep conversations, Mm -hmm. especially at this point in our life. We've made some steps of faith. We're reestablishing a new rhythm in our home. And that's trying at times. And we have to wrestle in conversation to get to the root of whatever issues that we're dealing with. But I can honestly say that it's productive, that we Mm -hmm. come out of every single week and we're better and stronger. And guess what? Sex is not ever a weapon for us. Um, But sometimes I have those conversations and and I say to Victoria, not just about sex, you know, just because we've had a disagreement today um, doesn't mean that you should give me the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't, he, you know what I yeah, mean? He's putting me on spot here. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he's right. I have a hard time. And that's probably for a lot of women, like, don't touch me. You know, like during the times of like uh, when you have disputes, men are like, okay, you know, we finished the conversation. It's all so we done. Moved on. Let's it's, put the yeah, box. And the woman is like, it. no, I have to get over this, you know. So I definitely, it's something that we have to work on. Yeah. But and by no means does she use sex as a manipulative tool. But I do know couples who that is a struggle that one or the other uses sex to kind of get their way and um and that's when it becomes very non-satisfactory at all like it is it selfish. starts it starts like trickling down from the beginning of uh, our conversation about the word spicy the s the p the i the c y you're not getting any of that because it comes from a place of Okay, this is my tool. I'm using it for a completely different purpose, and none of you are getting it. So now it actually makes you even more bitter towards one another. I feel yeah. like when you come with those kind of intentions, I'm like, oh, just he just wants his way, and I'm just going to give it to him, but I'm going to be bitter about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. nobody's experiencing satisfaction because he's experiencing cold shoulder from you, you know, even during the whole time. You guys are not procreating. It's not really... Not, not about children. We've talked about in that episode about partnership partnership, yeah. and there's something mutual that's happening. Intimacy, you're not experiencing that. Comfort, you're not experiencing that. You're probably mm-hmm. in the back of your mind during the whole process bickering in your mind like, you know. How could they how, comfort me? They yeah. don't even understand me. Like yeah, We have all exactly. of these thoughts that come to our mind. But the reason I say that, again, is because we come from a healthy context of marriage, but I am no by no means ignorant of the fact that sometimes there are bullies in families and relationships mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, one of them could be so domineering personality wise over the other that it's hard to get a word in edge wise. You know, we counsel counsel couples with exactly these challenges. And sometimes that's exactly what you need is someone to help bring that mediation and and resolve in the conflict but understanding too approaching these situations that the book of romans says that your love must be sincere hating what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love on and honor one another above yourselves and just keeping at the forefront of your mind with all of your heated discussions is what i'm about to say honoring this relationship Mm -hmm. is is there going to be honor that is manifested out of this conversation 
Yes, you can express your disappointment, your hurt, your frustration, whatever the conflict is, but make sure that you do not resort to petty and childish forms of of battle, mm-hmm. right? Using names, uh, calling and pricking wounds, uh, using something that, like we discussed in the eye intimacy, that they reveal to you in transparency and trust and where you have comforted them in the past. Now, all of a sudden you're using it against them, right? Mm-hmm. For example, if they revealed to you that they were molested or they were this or that, or they were abused as a child or whatever. And now in the heat of a moment, you saying, you know, I, I understand this now more because you were blah, blah, blah in your past, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing that up, that is painful for that other person to hear because they trusted you with that hurtful, painful information. And now you're using it as a weapon against them. Remember when we talked about intimacy, you can give that information over to that person and they very well could use it against you. And so whenever you're having these disputes, keeping that at the forefront of your mind is what I'm going to say, going to honor, stop and breathe and think before you speak, think before you speak, because if once it comes out of your mouth, there is no taking it back. Once the words have been released, you could say, I'm sorry forever, mm-hmm. but there is no taking those words back. Mm-hmm. It will burn and sting, especially if you have reoccurring things that may be similar, you know, I feel like that's always going to be like burning in the back of the mind uh, of your spouse to like try to overcome in their mind and say, I need to move on. But it's like this thing is just blaring that they use this against me. And I actually confided in them, you know, and I was seeking comfort. And it's not about mentioning that um, example that Ryan was saying. I said, it's also how you say it. Because sometimes those things need to be addressed. Maybe that person is responding the way they are responding because of their trauma. Uh, But sometimes you need to step back and say, is this the right moment to say this? And maybe in the calming time, you know, step in and say, can we talk about this? And say, and say is I think the way? reason why this exploded is because there is something from your childhood or your past right. that is unresolved. And this is where it can go back to comfort again. How know? can I support you in that? Yeah. And that way they don't feel like you're attacking them. You're actually trying to help them. And maybe in the beginning, That's they're so not good. going to uh, admit it because it's it's hurtful. It's something they probably don't want to remember over and over again. And it's a very deeply rooted tree that has to be uprooted and it's not going to be overnight. It's something that has shaped their lens in a yeah. way. And it takes time to heal and, you know, over and over being intentional about that healing process and saying, I admit, you know, from that person yeah. that this is what's going on and what am I doing to be proactive and how can you as a spouse support them in being proactive in healing that area of their life? It's something that you cannot heal fully from, but you can definitely help them overcome that so that their lens can be, you know, adjusted so that they can see the world through a different perspective. And even when you've had a disagreement, bringing this back to the conversation of sex, that act of sex is almost a, a white flag that is raised Mm -hmm. in the dispute to say, you know what? 
I surrender to God's greater plan and his leadership for our life and our marriage. And it's not even necessarily saying that everything that that all of your perspective is right and I was wrong. It's not about that. But it's about you both coming together in a mutual way and saying even if we even if we don't fully understand one another yet fully, I'm surrendered to the process of learning more about you mm-hmm. and your perspective. Mm-hmm. And that yielding to one another in sex, even in the midst of arguments and challenges, etc., um, it it builds this sense of yearning inside of you for one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that your desire will be for one another, that you are thinking towards one another in a healthy way, right? Mm-hmm. That it brings back to your mind. All of the reasons why you're together, because it can be easy to stack up the list of why you should leave and why you should end that marriage. But engaging in sex and that mutual submission to one another, it it starts tallying up in your mind the list of reasons why you are together and why you started this relationship to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to those people that... Um, are outside of marriage um, and are single and are struggling to um, lay those relationships aside where you're not giving yourself away because you're probably not experiencing any of this that we're talking about. And especially when we are talking about yielding and submitting, it's not even, there's no commitment. So it's like, you're even afraid to say anything during those times because a lot of times people are afraid that, that person will leave them or will not want to be with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much better for you to lay it all aside and really truly find your relationship with God. Go back to those places of hurt and find out why you are pursuing those relationships. And the only person that can really satisfy or the only thing that can satisfy is God. And um, having the Holy Spirit guide you through this process of healing so that when he brings you your spouse or brings you that potential partner, you can come together with them in a common mission and experience exactly what we've been talking for these few weeks about experiencing God's purpose for sex that is so much more beyond just the satisfaction or the procreation of children. There is like this power Um, that happens when you guys come together and it's God's blessing uh, upon, upon this marriage. And so um, we hope that you find this encouragement, uh, encouraging. And if you know somebody that's maybe struggling, um, share this with them. Uh, You could just copy the link and send it to them in a text. Um, And I'm sure that they're going to find this very useful for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of our mission and our purpose to make all of this uh, stuff accessible so we can get all the word out um, and people experience relationships on a, a greater level than they're experiencing right now. Yeah. I think uh, just realizing that sex is not one dimensional, um, just as your relationship isn't. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the physical. It is a full spirit, soul and body engagement and learning to yield to one another, even in the midst of disputes and arguments and challenges in the relationship is going to be vitally important for the success of the relationship and the longevity of the relationship. Um, Again, by by all means, if your uh, relationship and the disputes have reached a fever pitch, 
reach out to us. And we are here to offer guidance and coaching and to be a mediator in that relationship as needed. We could do that virtually or in person if you're here locally. Um, But you can text us for all kinds of marriage encouragement to 864-428-7131. 864-428-7131. I've been so pleased with this conversation and just the revelation that has Mm -hmm. been brought forth. And um, we're going to continue in this vein um, next week. And we're going to still talk about relationships. And um, But this has really been a well-rounded conversation on sex. Um, Any last words you want to add, Victoria, before we sign off? Yeah, I remember our marriage mentors told us this, is there a lot of people experience in marriage, experience this physical connection, and then sometimes this soulish connection. But he said, if you can get to a place where it's a physical, soulish and spiritual connection, imagine how powerful that is. This Mm -hmm. is where you have that one united unit. And that was so powerful to me to find that it's not just about those two connections that we usually run to is just the physical and the soulish connect spiritually. And this is where it, where intentionality happens, where it's a consistent pursuit, not only for your personal relationship with God, but a pursuit of one another. And we hope that you find that in your marriage as well. And if you're single and you've been listening to this, be encouraged, right? You never know when that right person is going to come along, uh, that God presents an option for you, someone who's compatible for marriage. And whether or not at that point you'll be whole and healed from the pain of your past or whether or not you'll still have some work to do. And we enter into those relationships uh, like that, into marriage. And and some some of us are 70% there. Some of us are 10% there. It's almost uh, improbable that you'll be 100% whole when you get married. But knowing the, the pathway that you're to walk and approaching that relationship is going to speak to the outcome and whether or not it will be a successful relationship. Knowing, like Victoria said, that this is a three-part um, approach to making this relationship work, the outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place. Mm-hmm. That you are engaging your physical physical body, you're engaging your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, but you are rooting and grounding all of this in a relationship with Christ. That's gonna set you up for success. And in the relationship, both of you getting to a place of complete wholeness mm-hmm. in Christ and mm-hmm. oneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, please support our ministry. Go to RyanColeEmpowerment.com. You can also visit MoreMostForever.com for all your marriage resources. And um, we'll be continuing this conversation on love and marriage next week. So make sure you join us next Monday also. God bless. We'll see you then.